Hey everyone, it's Lauren and Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have some great stuff in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. Today we have episode 43 for you. Mark, when I think of the 43, naturally you think of Richard Petty. Uh, I remember Rich Bickle in a number of 43 cars. He was raising through the uh, rising through the ranks there. Uh, you know, he had some guys, Eric Almarola in recent memory, John Andretti, Bubba Wallace, Bobby Labonte, Bobby Hamilton, those were – Bobby and John were kind of late 90s, early 2000s there. Um, and some some others along the run. Eric Jones has it right now. I think you got a few as well. Yeah, that uh, – when it comes to NASCAR 43, it's always in the Richard Petty one, so there's a whole string of guys that drive there. Uh, Matt Kachorik, uh, he runs, but I haven't seen him around here in a, a year or two. And uh, – we can't forget about Derek Thorne. Found out how much of a nice guy that he really is. But, uh, you know, that's it for a 43, man. <laughs> it was kind of surprising that's not a very popular number. Yeah, you think about Richard Petty right away, and you think about how prestigious that number is. But really, pretty much everyone at the NASCAR level has drove the 43 in Petty's car. So kind of interesting there. Um, yep, Matt Kasurik there you mentioned. Uh, our friend Derek Thorne. Um, we hope to catch up with him soon as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what's going on with him. You know, I was looking around on uh, the computer, and I was looking up 43s, and they got all these old black and white pictures of Richard Petty's old cars. If you uh, Google it out there and you look around, man, there are some really sharp-looking cars, through the, especially the black and white pictures, man. I really like that stuff. Oh, yeah, I like looking back on that, too. Um really spectacular you know it brings it back to the day of this is how it got started it's it's really cool to look back on some of that history yeah they were running around with a lap belt you know and now look at the safety they have today so uh, (laughs) come a long way man absolutely absolutely well we had all three series at the nascar level at atlanta uh the truck race uh, was pretty much dominated by Kyle Busch all day long. John Hunter Nemechek did win the first two stages, especially the first one I'm questioning here. Do you think Kyle Busch let Nemechek by to win that stage? Would you even ask that question? It was so obvious. Uh, yes, he did. He didn't there's, – there's nothing to gain by him winning. So, um, yeah, he let him win both of those. So, um, he wasn't going to let him have the win there at the end, though. Is, is that allowed? Because I had that in my too, because it's almost like, I mean, we always talk about team orders and stuff, and I guess that would be a team order, but isn't that borderline manipulating the finish of a race and points and all that? It's it's a fine line there. I don't know how NASCAR looks at that or will look at that. Um, yeah, they can make that accusation, but they're not going to go after him. He'll just say, well, I got tight at the end, or he could say whatever he wants, you know, or, that that uh, got caught up with lap traffic or something, you know. So, but uh, yeah, that's how uh, that's how <laughs> Nemechek fell right into that. So, yeah, uh, 
Nemechek, uh, for the first stage here, the top 10 was Nemechek, Kyle Busch, Austin Hill, Stuart Friesen, Ross Chastain, Derek Krause, our friend, who you'll hear from in a little bit, Crafton, Zane Smith, Creed, and Sauter. Uh, the second stage was Nemechek, Bush again, Friesen, Hill, Chastain, Creed, Zane Smith, Moffitt, Crafton, and Derek Krause once again. Uh, pretty good, uh, Pretty good race there, especially early. Yeah, Atlanta was putting on a good show. Um, there was comers and goings, a lot of penalties, you know, uh, you know, Derek Krause got, got, uh, penalized and so did Friesen and, uh, you know, such a short race, man, 200, 200 miles, boy, it don't take long to run that race. You definitely don't want to, uh, have a penalty there, um, with being such a short race. No doubt in a, a track that can be hard to pass at if, you know, cause the handling of the car goes away very quickly. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And then, uh, you know, the penalties haven't been brought out yet, but I've uh, heard on LTN this morning, and I agree with it, that definitely Kyle Busch is going to be with a loose lug nut on the front left tire on that last pit stop. Um, that uh, tire changer was still working on the lug nuts, and uh, and Kyle took off, and he was still working on it, and I heard there was a loose loose lug nut that uh, – Hasn't been announced yet, but I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna hear it soon. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when the the penalties come up here in the next few days. Uh, Kyle Busch, as we mentioned, wins the race. Austin Hill second. Nemechek, Sauter, uh, our friend Johnny Sauter. There, good run by him. Uh, Creed, Zane Smith, Chastain, Crafton, Moffat, and Friesen rounds out your top ten. Derek Krause ended up thirteenth. Um, good run by Johnny Sauter because after the second stage, the uh, the fuel can uh, malfunctioned and they didn't get no fuel in the vehicle. So he had to come back to the pit and uh, had to refuel and start from the back and come all the way back to fourth. That's a dang good run by Johnny Sauter. Absolutely. And in a run that him and that team needed bad. Yeah, he runs Atlanta good. It's time for his change, uh, his luck to change. He'll, he'll come around. I think uh, they're starting to find the speed in that truck. He should be able to pull a victory out somewhere. Absolutely. I agree with that. Uh, you and I both had Austin Hill, so he finished second. You know, it's hard to pick these cup guys when they're coming down into the lower series. Well, I, I texted you the other the, the day after we made our picks, and I said, I, I bet you my Kyle Bush is going to win. And uh, bullseye, I hit it, but uh, I, uh, I should have realized that before I made my pick. So that's on me. I gave you one. I didn't have to gift wrap it for you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, I appreciate that. I uh, lost some ground this, this weekend, but we'll talk about that in a little while. Um, It's time for us to be joined by Derek Krause. Once again, Derek, how are you doing today, buddy? Good. How about you guys? Hi Derek. How are you, man? Pretty decent run there down in Atlanta. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, you bet. Uh, down at Atlanta this past weekend, as Mark just said, tell us about your day. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it was a good day. We started pretty deep in the field, and then uh, with that competition yellow, we were able to uh, come in and uh, get tires. I know it would have hurt us if there was a long run and a yellow at the end, but overall, looking back on it, it worked out good and in our favor, so uh, it was a good call, and we were able to uh, go from wherever we started on that, on that restart and get up to uh, sixth it was. And then just we had a 
slower pit stop, and then we were able to uh, start. We started like I don't know where I started in that second stage, at the beginning of the second stage, and was able to get up to tenth. So I got total of five stage points, which is which is good for the points. And then uh, we had that over the wall too soon penalty, and that kind of set us back in the third stage. And we were just slowly trying to climb our way back through, and uh, we were able to uh, get to get to get to thirteenth by the end of it. You passed a lot of trucks there on uh, Saturday. Very, very fast truck. Yeah, uh, for sure. Matt Matt, and all the guys at the shop did really good on preparing that truck. And uh, we had a lot better truck than where we finished. So I can promise you guys that. I felt like if we would have been able to stay up front and have good track position, we would have finished close to the top five or just outside the top five. So, I mean, it was really good, good way to get back going after the first three races uh we had a little bit of struggles the first three races but now we got uh bristol dirt coming up next and that's kind of a wild card so uh nobody really knows what's going to happen hey you were in sixth place there after stage one and you lost like a dozen uh spots there what happened during that pit stop uh well where we finished is like gets based off where you get to pick your pits and uh norm benning was in the pit stall behind me and for some weird reason he was still in the pits and that kind of hurt my entry into my pit stall and then Spencer Davis came around me on the other side and he was pitted in front of me and he was angled in and I had to back up and then go forward again and that kind of hurt it all and uh, that's kind of where we where we lost all of our spots I mean the pit stop was good but they had to back up and then go and that that's kind of hurt us on leaving the pits. Tell us about pit road at Atlanta because they touched on it a little bit during the cup race that it's a little smaller than Las Vegas, which we've seen some issues this past weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is narrow. I mean, it's really narrow and the pit boxes are really, or seems a lot shorter than everywhere else. So, uh, it's definitely difficult getting in and out of your stall and then also going down pit road when everyone's leaving. I mean, it gets, it gets pretty tight. So, uh, that's just one of the challenges that, comes with Atlanta and uh, I mean it's definitely a really fun racetrack you came back to finish 13th a really good run for you guys what did you need more to get uh, more to the front was it more track position? um yeah I mean really track position was probably our biggest loss I mean it was just it's just so hard nowadays to just drive up and pass people I mean a lot of people like Kyle can make it look easy but it's it's a lot harder than it looks with all the aero stuff that goes on with trucks and uh, just being able to go up and pass someone is tough because people can look in the mirror and their spotters are definitely telling them where you are and uh, they just take your lane away and you can't really do much about it. And if you move around a little bit, your truck reacts different. So uh, you kind of got to wait for them to screw up or a lap car to come and they have to move and then you can either capitalize on where they go or just not follow them and just try to pass them. But, uh, it's definitely challenging to pass trucks, but overall, I felt like if we had we had better track position that third stage, we could have could have stayed up front and gained some more spots and finished in the top ten at least. Do you emphasize on trying to miss the uh, the seams there at Atlanta? Um, to be honest, this this race I really didn't feel it as bad as last year. I felt like last year the seams were way more aggressive, and you could feel it way more than what you could could this year. So. It was definitely interesting. I mean, it's an interesting track just because of how much it wears out, and it's a really fun track to drive. 
but uh, it's it the seams are definitely you can definitely feel them. But I felt like this year I couldn't feel them as much as I could in the past. Well, you just mentioned the tires wear like crazy there. How much do you notice that as the run goes on? Uh, a lot. I mean, you can definitely feel it and definitely uh, definitely know that something's going on with, with tires and how much you fall off just because of how wore out the racetrack is. I don't know what year they paved it or repaved it or whatever they did to it, but it was definitely a long time ago, and that just – I don't know. I, I I really like those types of racetracks just for how badly it wore out and uh, just being able to drive it there. I mean, it's more of a racer's racetrack, I feel like, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's also a track where you can use the upper groove and the bottom groove. It seems like through one and two, the bottom's a little better. The top through three and four, did that hold true during your race, and what line did you use? Um. Yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot. That, that's another good thing about Atlanta. You can move basically anywhere i mean as we saw in the cup and xfinity race and then even our race there was people all the way to the line all the way up to the wall and uh it's definitely a fun racetrack and i was mainly mainly on the bottom that's where i felt like that's where i felt most comfortable and uh that's kind of just where i ran the whole race so moving on to this race that's coming up for you have you ever done dirt before at all or have you got any uh experience on it um yeah i drove Kyle Jeanette's dirt street stock once at Tomahawk. And then uh, we had two races at, at Las Vegas in the dirt and the K&N series. So I got a little, little bit of experience, but I mean that, I don't know, it's going to be definitely interesting and uh, there's going to be a lot that goes into it. I feel like that race is going to be all survival and uh, it's going to make sure you can survive and be there at the end. Yeah, tell us a little bit about what you expect. There's a lot of cup drivers coming into the race, too, to get their experience up a little bit. There was the Bristol Dirt Nationals this past week. Did you pay attention to that? Uh, yeah, I definitely watched that as much as I could. Uh, it's going to be I mean, it's gonna be an interesting race. Like you said, there's a lot of cup drivers that are, that are going to be in it to try to get it, as much experience as they can before their race. And uh, luckily, we got practice and qualifying, and then we also got a lot of heat races or a heat race. So uh, we'll be able to learn and go through all those heat races and learn as much as I can. And hopefully by future time, I'll have it down as good as I can and uh, be there during the race. How much will you bank on your Pat's dirt experience? You had the K&N, a heavier car on dirt, all of that, probably a little different from the truck, but how much will you bank on that experience? Um, I'm probably going to use it a lot. I mean, I really, you know, that was, two years ago so i mean i can try to remember as much as i can but it's going to be it's going to be definitely different and uh just with all the banking that there is at bristol the the banking wasn't there at las vegas so uh it's going to be a interesting race and uh, we're just gonna have to take what take what's given to us and just hopefully have a clean run can, can i racing help you this week on the simulator uh yeah it'll definitely help a lot i mean i'm Sure, I'll be on it a lot, just trying to learn as much as I can. But uh, there's nothing like the the real feel of the car or truck, so uh, it'll be it'll be a tool that I'll use and uh, just try to learn as much as I can from it to to apply to the race on on Saturday. How have you and your team prepared differently for this, and how will you maybe this week? What will you all do? I. Uh, I mean, we can prepare as much as we want, but we really, 
we have an idea of what the track's going to do, but we don't know for sure what the track's going to do. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure, and uh, we'll just I mean we'll have to take it as it's given to us and and just go. And I mean, really, nobody really knows what's going to happen. So it's definitely going to be interesting, and you guys are going to have something good to watch. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Well, we'll let you go, buddy. You're always so generous with your time. We appreciate it. Good run down in Atlanta, and we'll talk to you next week. All righty. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, good luck, Derek, man. Make it count, Make it count again, man. We'll root you on. Thank you. It was great to hear from uh, Derek Krause again. Uh, great run by him down there. Up and down day, passed a lot of trucks, as we just mentioned. You know, Mark, he is uh, quietly coming back in the standings. 15th, only 24 back of being in the playoffs. So a couple good runs here with Bristol coming up next week, and uh, he could be right there. And someone who we kind of expected and hopefully will be in the playoffs. Well, there's no doubt the truck has speed. We've, we've seen that. Um, would have been different if you would have had some track position. You know, that's kind of hard to start 29th behind all them trucks to start that race. But, uh, wow, he's picking them off one and <laughs> Every lap he was picking somebody off, you know. And uh, uh, very impressive to get stage points in both stages. So, uh, yeah, that truck is fast. And, uh, um, yeah, good stuff, man, for him. Yep, and you know, you just mentioned Johnny Sauter's luck needed to change. Uh, I would say Derek Krause's needed to as well, and it did a little bit Atlanta. Hopefully that carries forward a few races. Let's move on to the Xfinity Series race, though. Uh, boy, it was very aggressive early. Um, yeah, yeah the, the X, the, it was actually the most aggressive race of the weekend. All in all, good stuff, though. Good race. Yeah, you know, Truex wins stage one. Uh, Harrison Burton, Algar, Haley, Annette, Sindrick, Clements, Barry, Hemrick, Colby Howard, your top ten in stage one. There was a big wreck coming to the end of it, though. Uh, Brandon Jones, Brett Moffitt, Noah Gregson, others involved. Yeah, they were in a pack there, and Moffitt just kind of uh, hit Jones and sent him, uh, sent him around and Boy, a lot of cars got a lot of damage, but those uh, composite bodies, they held up rather well. A lot of them guys just threw some tape on it and kept right on motoring. Yeah, I I am so shocked by that because you and I were together on Saturday. We were with uh, Chase Motorsports interviewing him. Hope everyone enjoyed that interview. But we were over there, and the Xfinity race was on, and it looked like Gregson had damage, and he was running 21st, I think, at the time. I thought, well, he has damage. There's no way he gets back up there. But they they all pretty much rebounded from that. Yeah. I like the I like what Blaney said when it, when it just was starting to happen. He goes, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it was on. You know, but, uh, yeah, that was a nasty incident. Everybody was in a pack there, and it's uh, – you know, there was only six involved. They're lucky that there wasn't more. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Blaney did a great job. He pulled double duty in the booth on Saturday, did a great job. Uh, stage two, again, won by Martin Truex Jr. Uh, Algar, Haley, Harrison Burton, Herbst, Annette, Snyder, Burton, uh, Clements, and Brown round out the top ten there. Brown, is a he or something? Oh, man, all of a sudden he's a – He's going to be uh, something to deal with. He's not uh, an under under um, achiever anymore. He's always up there, so somebody to be looking at. 
Yeah, yeah. They're talking about him being one of the hottest prospects right now because he's only 27, I believe, and uh, running quite well in very low-funded fun- uh, teams. So uh, great job by his team, uh, especially the last few weeks. Uh, Jeremy Clements was also running well in this race and a guy who has run well at times, again, lower funded, uh, but him and Jeff Burton make contact on a restart and they hit the wall pretty hard. Yeah, they were like thinking maybe, maybe Jeb uh, cut a tire. They just made contact and yeah, it was too bad for Clements to uh, get smeared out. He's still feeling finished a 12th place. And, uh, you know, he had a penalty earlier in the race when the gas can was sliding down the pit lane. So um, pretty sharp-looking car, that gold car. I, I like that paint job on that car. I agree. That was I, When I saw it, I was like, wow, that stands out and was very sharp. Uh, you know, here we go again with this. Uh, Josh, per- Josh Berry's car gets destroyed by the grass after spinning from contact with uh, Ryan Sieg there. Uh, I have here in my notes all caps, as you would say, Get rid of the grass. I'm sick of it. I'm. I. We talked about it how many times here. It's time for the excuses to go away. Get rid of it. I'm sick of talking about it. That can seriously injure someone. And the way that Josh Berry's car dug in and lifted off the ground that high, uh, we're going to be seeing someone in trouble if we don't get rid of that. Houston, we got liftoff. Uh, wow, what a way to mow the grass. Um, yeah, it's strange to see a uh, um, car take off like that. Um, I'm sure the car owners, you know, the, the, the car owners should stand up and say, hey, enough's enough of this, you know. Um, and everybody's screaming for it. And I, I think it's going to be coming, especially when you see what happened there. They said they groomed it for t- uh, Sunday's race, uh, but nobody nobody uh, went into the grass, so we didn't see. But, yeah, they, they've got technology that should be able to do something about that. Yeah, and, you know, some people's responses on social media, I was saying, which social media sometimes is interesting, but uh, they were saying, well, if you don't like it, don't uh, drive your car down there or don't get have contact going there. Josh Berry couldn't do anything about that. What is he supposed to do? Um, Dale Jr.'s foot in the bill now for an absolutely destroyed race car because of the grass. Uh, I'm not buying that argument, but uh, we'll move on here because that's just going down a rabbit hole that I don't want to go down. Um <laughs> Truex was dominant, but Justin Allgaier takes the win. How about that? Well, Truex uh, got caught for speeding, and uh, and then he had to work his butt off to get back up to the front, and all of a sudden it seemed like when the track cooled down a little bit, he just wasn't as dominant as what he was. Um, and it turned out to be a, a good race. Allgaier was hooked up and ran really good. Um, there's also that pit incident between Gregson and Hemrick, um, a lot of people are calling out Gregson, and I've looked at the overhead view of that, and I can't blame Gregson for that. Um, I do, I do blame him for throwing haymakers, though. So um, bad boy, but uh, there's going to be no penalties on that, and uh, we're going to move on. But them two, uh, uh, <laughs> them two are going to mix it up. There's going to be more problems. You know, Noah is not making any friends lately. Yeah, we talked about that a, a little last year, and I want to touch on that in a, in a second and piggyback off you. Uh, Allgaier, Truex, Harrison Burton, Gregson, Almendinger, Herbst, Annette, Haley, uh, Hemrick, and Sieg was your top ten. A couple of guys that rebounded there, including uh, Sieg, uh, Gregson, um, you know, Annette ran good all day. But uh, 
going to the incident, uh, it's so hard to tell. And I've, I've taken this approach on many things that we've talked about where I'm not in the car. I've never driven a race car. I would love to, I wanted nothing more than, uh, to drive a race car my whole life. I haven't done it yet. Maybe we will. Um, how did, how do you, how can you tell if he, if someone did that on purpose, if you're not in the car, just like if you're my, my argument against people saying it's on purpose on the track or it looks that way is you're making a split second decision going that fast. I have, I have a hard time saying it was on purpose unless someone says it's on purpose or, you know, smirks or something after a la Dale Earnhardt or something, (laughs) something like that. But yeah, it's it's hard to say. Could you know? Could he have stopped a little before that? The argument is, and and he said this is he had to back up the full way to get into his pit. Here's where it gets interesting. Did he have to truly back up that far? Also, there was no one pitting in front of him. Couldn't he have pulled forward and then backed into his pit? So there's question marks there. I, I I'm not putting any blame on Gregson. Or Hemrick. Hemrick, the reason that happened is Hemrick had to go around a lap car and uh, had to deal with that. So that's the whole reason it happened. Uh, all I can say is it was a very dangerous incident, and we saw another one in the cup race today. It was very dangerous and something uh, you don't want to see. Um, yeah, when you start dealing with the crew chief, crew guys that are there. But, uh, you know, if Gregson really wanted to smash his front end, and he could have. Um, I think maybe a little frustrated when he got to his pit stall and found out that Hemrick was in his pit stall and then he backed off. Uh, you know, you back up, uh, there's no rear camera on the back of Gregson's car. And so, and, and it's even questionable if he actually did make contact. It, it was close, uh, but uh, I mean, if, if, Hemrick, if uh, Gregson wanted to really wipe his front end out, but I don't think they had a deal or anything that was going on on the track. I just think Noah got frustrated because because um, Hemrick was in his pit stall, you know. So, yeah, I'm glad NASCAR said no, no, uh, no penalties coming out of that. Uh, boys have at it once when you're throwing swings like that. Uh, hmm, uh, I don't like seeing that kind of stuff, but uh, I'll put that in the memory bank and we'll move on. Yeah, you know, uh, before we move on to Justin Allgaier here, the last thing I want to say on it is, you know, it's just a dangerous situation again. And if someone had their arm there, like they're putting tape down, or that guy was pretty close to the front end there looking at damage or whatever he was looking at, um, you can seriously hurt someone. So I don't think, uh, you know, anyone wants to see anyone hurt. Um, uh, That's why I don't think Gregson did it on purpose, but it happened. Um, You know, Gregson's going through a, a tough time as well from what I read on social media. So uh, there's a lot of frustration with the luck he's had this year. I'm sure he's going through a lot personally. That's all things to factor into that runs through your head during a short amount of time. Uh, We've mentioned this many times. Noah has been fantastic to us, a guy who we really like and enjoy seeing. Um, So hopefully the luck turns around. Hopefully these guys can figure it out because Daniel Hamrick is also one of the nicest guys. And it's, it's really, when you know him, it's two guys that you wouldn't expect this out of. Um, Noah's been in a few dust-ups over the last year or so, but Daniel Hemrick, I have never seen him get mad in the years I've seen him race short track or anything like that. So that was very, very surprising. But, uh, uh, yeah, hopefully they can figure it out and move on. They're going to be racing around each other all year. So, um, But Justin Allgaier, how about him? Let's transition to that now. Uh, 
awesome win by him. Very emotional. He had a uh, Rowdy Harrell's football jersey in his car, and he pulled it out after. Rowdy Harrell was a crew member with Hendrick Motorsports, and uh, you could see how, how emotional Justin got about it. Rowdy died last year with, uh, in an accident with his wife down in Florida. I think it was the Keys. They had just got married a few days earlier, and their car crossed the center line and hit another car head on. Uh, and they both perished, unfortunately. Um, so very emotional win uh, for them. Really cool thing to see Justin put that jersey out there. Rowdy Harrell was a football player. Um, I forget what college he went to, but he was pretty good. Uh, undersized, didn't last long in the NFL. But uh, cool tribute there for a crew member. Yeah, it was a little bit emotional there. So, But uh, all guy, you know, a lot of – a lot of bad luck this year and everything, and then to kind of come out and and pop a win like that—that's uh, going to turn that team around. And uh, yeah, there was there was some guys that you know with Gregson and Almondinger, you know, he had a lot of damage too. Come back and get a fifth place, you know, and um, Cedric, you know, he had damage out of that whole mess too. He finished thirteenth, you know, it, that ruined ruined his day. Couldn't get back up front, but uh, um, yeah, all in all, great race. Uh, that was the best race I think so far. <laughs> For Atlanta this weekend, um, man, uh, they should be having their arms all warmed up. Well, that's right, Xfinity ain't running dirt this week, so uh, next week. I mean, if you want to get your arms in shape, uh, hey, run Atlanta before the dirt race. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Where you're sawing that wheel all day long. Uh, let's move on to the Cup Series now, Mark. Uh, Kyle Larson wins Stage One. It was Larson, Kyle Busch, Blaney, Kurt Busch, Hamlin, Bowman, Truex, Elliott, Busher. And Byron, your top 10 there. Um, really uh, pretty kosher stage one there. Yeah, all in all, it was pretty good. I, uh, You know, my pick was uh, Kevin Harvick, and uh, he ended up with a flat on lap 30. As I, the crew took the valve stem off, and uh, he worked he worked all day to try to stay on, his, um, stay on the lead lap. And uh, eventually Larson got him. And most of the day, Harvick was fighting all day to try to get back on the lead lap. Um, that was about the only thing. Um, uh, the eight car, he uh, he smacked the wall really hard, Reddick, and uh, that was like five laps in, and he pancaked the side of his car. So, but uh, yeah, that was uh, stage one. Um, the five car, uh, Larson was <laughs> was fast. What did he what? I think he passed what uh, there was only 20 cars still on the lead lap after this, that stage. Yeah, he was coming and in a hurry. Um, the big incident was in stage two. Kyle Bush spun his tires on the restart. Denny Hamlin got into Kurt Bush. Kurt goes hard in the wall. Chase Elliott got damaged from that. He was actually in front of Kurt and Kurt was kind of pushing him into Kyle and he was hitting Kyle and um that affected chase later on we'll hear about that in a second but unfortunate for kurt you could tell how devastated he was when they interviewed him in the pits yeah he wasn't too happy um but it was one of those accordion kind of deals it all started when for some reason that outside groove just doesn't fire off when they take off it's um you know it's uh whoever's on the outside they uh they spin their tires so when they decide to choose the which line they want to be in. Most guys want to be on the inside because that outside just doesn't respond. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the other thing that Kurt said after that incident was, uh, 
it didn't look like Hamlin did anything maliciously, but he said there's nowhere to go on the restart, so I don't know what Hamlin was doing. So it'll be interesting to see if anything carries over from that. I don't expect it to, but something you always keep in the back of your mind when something like that happens and someone says something like that. Uh, Kyle Larson wins stage two as well. Blaney, Bowman, Kyle Busch, Byron, Benedetto, Dylan, Busher, Hamlin, and Suarez in the top ten. So some guys that you don't always see up there. Yeah, Suarez, that was a sharp-looking vehicle, man. And he was uh, he was up there most of the day. They used a little pit strategy to stay out and and was in the top ten most of the day and it actually fell apart at the end. But, uh, um, yeah, pretty good stuff there. Uh, De Benedetto, another one, he uh, was running good all day and then because uh, it faded just a little bit at the end. Yeah, yeah, he was having, he was up inside uh, the top five for a while, and it was looking like he was going to have a really, really good day. Still did have a good day, but not as high as he was running at some points. Um, Chase Elliott ended up blowing up, and Larry Mack said there was something that made the RPM jump up to 9,500. Chase did say it was out of gear, but he thought it blew up right before that. Um, interesting thing, thing happened there. Maybe the damage had something to do with that uh, from the Kurt Busch incident. Not sure there, but uh, that was my pick there. So you had Kevin Harvick. So you ended up uh, picking up a point on me this weekend. All right. It's about time. I got a little luck on there. and uh, But, uh, yeah, something slipped out there, and all of a sudden the nine blew up, and that, that was too bad, especially when that's his home track. You could just see the whole crowd just like bomber. But uh, And then uh, – Kyle Busch, he got he got pinched for being too fast on pit road, you know. So then he had to work um, all day to get back to where he was, and he had a fast car. Um, Kyle Busch was a was a fast guy, but he just could not seem to keep his track position all day. Kyle Busch was really the best of the Toyotas all day. Um, I thought for a second there he was going to have a shot for the win because he got up inside the top three there. Um, Obviously, that speeding penalty didn't help there, but uh, to me, he was the best of the Toyotas. Uh, another pit road incident happens. Alfredo spins on pit road and gets into a crew guy or two of Almirola's team. Very, very scary. I held my breath on that one. I don't think anybody got injured. If it, I think the tire changer, I don't know if that, if that tire come out or the car came up and hit him in the foot or something like that, but there there was no room in between there. You know, that brings us uh, the one time when Bill Elliott, Ricky Rudd incident at Atlanta on that pit road that brought back bad memories there. Um, so, um, yeah, very scary incident. And um, don't know, didn't really actually see if, uh, if um, Alfredo came in too hot or what the situation or somebody turned him. All you did was catch just the end of it and, uh, Wow, them, uh, them guys on the 10 team uh, should be thankful. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and he actually did make contact with those crew guys, or at least one of them, and they had no idea what was coming, so they would have just been smushed up in between two cars there. Uh, very thankful that nothing serious happened there. But, uh, yeah, it didn't look like anyone else was on pit road, so it didn't look like he's he, – it looked like he just spun there. Um, maybe some inexperience at the cup level for Alfredo, a uh, very good racer, but maybe some of that factored into it, but very thankful. Nothing serious came out of that. Uh, Larson pretty much dominated all day, but got passed with eight to go by Ryan Blaney. And you even saw, you just spoke about Chase Elliott fans being in Atlanta, being his home uh, racetrack. 
there was a lot of Chase Elliott fans reading for uh, Ryan Blaney, even though Larson was the teammate down there. So interesting dynamic after Chase goes out. But Ryan Blaney goes on and wins his first race of the season. Kyle Larson did end up finishing second. Then it was Bowman, Hamlin, Kyle Busch rebounds to fifth. Austin Dillon, good run by him. Chris Buescher, good run by him and that team. Byron Truex and Kevin Harvick comes back to finish inside the top 10. Matt DiBendetto, who we just touched on, finished 11th. Yeah. Um, kind of interesting that uh, Penske car won that race, especially how Logano was just struggling all day. And 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 Brad Keselowski, he, uh, he smucked the front end on his car, and he just knocked the arrow right out of the front end of that car, and he was done for the day. Um, so... Yeah, Blaney was hooked up. You know, they were sitting there talking along. All of a sudden, it was like two seconds, and then all of a sudden, Blaney, hey, he just caught a whole second there. I, I saw it on the ticker, and then finally the announcers finally, hey, look at this, you know. And uh, Blaney was using that, like, homestead line to get around, like, three and four right up against the wall. And, um, boy, what a sad deal for Larson to dominate all day, and then finally at the end, it just just didn't finish it. Yeah, absolutely. But it was jubilation for Ryan Blaney and that crew. And, you know, I, I, I think this is what happened. I don't know for sure, but the tire wear had been an issue somewhat in the back of Larson's team all day. And I wonder they went 50 some laps on these set of tires. I think it might've been just a little bit too much on that set. You know, everybody was concerned about tires and they, they were running the longest longest stint on them at the end. And I think there was a lot of guys that were just babying it and just trying to get it home. So, um, yeah, Larson led 269 laps out of a 325-lap race. And and uh, once again, he fell short. That's a bummer. But, uh, um, hmm, yeah, he'll have to pick up the pieces and move on. You know, um, Hendrick was uh, – they had a strong, strong team effort today. Oh, they sure did. Yep. Uh, Joe Gibbs had a pretty good day as well. Uh, Penske got one car in the top 10 who ended up winning. Um, <laughs> so kind of a, an interesting uh, day for all those teams there. A um, little bit of surprising with Brian Blaney. You touched on it a little bit. Even Clint Boyer said, I did not expect this. No. No, but he was fast all day. You know, he, he had a third in the first stage and a second in the second stage. So he was around all day. But, uh, boy, it's, it's, I didn't see him be just that dominant that, that much at the end. It was uh, kind of strange. But, uh, like they say, you got to have the balance. And they, they balance that car out. And, hey, that's pretty cool. He gives that flag away to a kid, you know. So uh, we've seen that before with our friend Ricky. Um, um so, yeah, that's pretty cool that he gets a flag. Away. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have Ricky uh, on the Facebook there. So, uh, awesome that they got it one time. Uh, nice people. Um, so, uh, very cool when drivers do that. So, the fans, you know, the fans are what matters. So, very cool. Uh, kudos to Ryan Blaney for always being great with the fans. Um, let's touch on this before we go into the Bristol Dirt Week here. You had Kevin Harvick. You picked up that point. So, you are – down one to me. I have 11 points over the year. You have 10. Um, but the thing I want to talk about is Stuart Haas racing and Kevin Harvick rebounded for a top 10 finish. They're a guy that normally is very, very good. In fact, they call it Harvicking or the Harvick line before reason. He's the best at running it. He makes it the fastest. Um, 
he struggled today, and at one point he said that this is the worst car I've ever had in Atlanta. The other cars struggled. Uh, some cause for concern there. Did you see how much tape he had on his grill? I mean, he had like four patches that was on there on that left side of the grill. He just kept putting tape on there. I mean, they worked at it. Now, Harvick, uh, you know, worked to, to, to get that 10th place. He didn't have uh, – he didn't have track position all day. Finally got on the lead lap, stayed out on eight-lap old tires and didn't fall off too much. But, uh, yeah, it's strange to see Kevin. Uh, you could see the frustration at the beginning. that <laughs> Things things weren't the same once when, uh, you know, once when he got started. It's just like this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Um, once again, take practice away. I'm sure um, if there would have been practice, they would have had that car dialed in and then he would have been able to take off. So. A lot of unknowns when you don't practice. I'm not sure about that. I got to disagree with you a little bit because no practice for the majority of last year, too, and he goes out and dominates. So something has changed in that organization, in my opinion, uh, and it'll be interesting going forward because really the team, uh, Eric Almarola was running the 20s, got lapped. Uh, Cole Custer was back there in the teens and 20s. Um, I don't know. It's uh, Briscoe, nothing special out of him as of yet. So, and that's the reason I didn't go with Kevin Harvick this week. And I told you that on the last podcast, I said, Stuart Haas Racing has me a little concerned at the uh, mile and a half. Now he ran very well at Daytona and he ran well at Phoenix, different packages. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they do on the mile and a half going forward. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're going to have to have a Monday meeting and figure out what's going on there. That team is struggling right now. Yep, yep, um, which is strange after the last few years. But uh, let's transition over into uh, this upcoming week, something that uh, we really don't know what to expect, the Bristol Dirt Race. They just had the Dirt Nationals down at Bristol. looked like a good time. Uh, boy, them, them cars are hauling the mail there. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, they've done a whole lot of racing down there. And a few of our local boys uh, in the dirt uh, have been doing well down there. Um, it's going to be interesting. These cars are going to fly around there. Wouldn't be surprised if one gets into the fence. And I don't think there's soft walls there either, buddy. Um, you might even find a couple on their lid this weekend. So, you know, it's, <laughs> I think they're going to really be a haul in the mail around that place. Yeah, well, there is soft walls at Bristol normally. Um, so I would assume there would be soft walls there, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, let's go into our picks here and I'll, and I'll start with the truck series. So we got the truck series and the, uh, cup series. So the trucks are on, um, Saturday and then the cups cup is on Sunday. Uh, I will go with Matt Crafton. Yep. That's a good pick. I was going to. I was thinking about taking him, but I, I'm going to take Stuart Friesen, and I might even take his wife, too, because she's going to be running there also. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. Him and uh, his wife are going to be running as, against each other. That's going to be something cool to look uh, look at. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, Stuart Friesen gets around dirt real well, and I'll take that. Pick. All right, good pick by you as well. Uh, the truck race is Saturday the 27th at 7 o'clock Central on FS1. The Cup Series is on uh, Sunday at 2.30 Central on Fox. Who do you got for the Cup Series? 
Well, they're practicing. Isn't there heat races on Saturday for the cup guys? There's four heat races, and I think that's on at 5 o'clock on Saturday. So that's going to be a qualifying race. Yes, you are right. Uh, Qualifying starts at 5 o'clock, so the heat races on Saturday for the cup series. Um, You're right, 5 o'clock central there. Um, The uh, trucks also have qualifying races. Those will be a little earlier on Saturday starting at 3.30. but who do you got for the cup series? We're going to have to figure out how this is going to work because uh, I guess how you get points is how many vehicles you pass. So we're all going to learn how dirt points uh, kind of work. So, well, as for who I got, I mean, why can't I just take Kyle Larson? And, and I bet you you'll probably take him too. I'm going to take Kyle Larson as well, except there's one name. I really wanted to, if you and I were doing a different system where we were, you had to choose someone else. I would have, if you took Larson, I would have went with Tyler Reddick. I think that's a guy to watch this weekend as well. And I also have heard through the grapevine that the regulars uh, or the non dirt guys at the top level might not be set back as far as you'd think. So it's, uh, it's going to be something to watch. I, I don't know how I feel about it at this time. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching for sure to see what happens, but um, hmm, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend. You know, Christopher Bell would be another good, good pick, that, and Chase Briscoe, how he runs on dirt, those guys. And, hey, don't count out Ryan Newman. So, uh, you know, there's some guys, you know, and Kyle Busch has been running a few laps up there, you know, running in a super late and stuff like that. So, see, some of these guys are working on getting some experience. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting deal. I see that there's a rain in the forecast uh, Friday. Um, sound looks like it's going to be kind of cool there for the weekend. So, it's going to be a cool, damp track. So, <laughs> it should be interesting. I hear they've been just been doing a super job on keeping up with the track um everybody's been happy with it so far see what happens when you put these great big heavy race cars on there with high speed and see how the track holds up yeah no kidding uh (laughs) uh, i'm looking forward to this weekend just to see uh see what happens there uh who knows it's it's the unknown so it should be fun uh but thank you again mark uh thanks to Derek Krause once again for for joining us uh, after each of his truck races always great to catch up with him um congratulations to all the winners and the local guys who went down and raced somewhere else this past weekend uh Kevin Heavey slurp as we know him had a good run down there so congratulations to him um yeah uh it'll be fun thanks again mark we'll talk to you soon yep all right man rest up because we're gonna get dirty next weekend so yeah man we'll catch you <laughs> we'll catch you later yeah man. we'll get hey let's uh let's put our goggles on and watch at home all right yeah have a little beer to rinse the dust down so we'll there you be go all right. there you go all right see you buddy see ya This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.